Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And as you know, we you know often talk about the hardcore business things, how to start a business, how to design a website, what your marketing should be. But I firmly believe that if we aren't healthy, both mentally and physically, it's not going to matter what we do with everything else. And so I love having experts from those various fields on the program. And so please join me in welcoming Joyce Martyr to our program today. Welcome, Joyce. Thank you so much, Deb. I'm honored and excited to be with you today. I know we're going to have so much fun. Let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will dive into this. So Joyce Martyr has been a licensed psychotherapist for over 20 years and is the founder of Urban Balance, an outpatient mental health company with 17 locations in six states. She is a national keynote speaker, writes the Mental Wealth blog on Psychology Today, and is a mental health thought leader. Joyce is routinely consulted as a mental health expert in the media, featured in such outlets as the Wall Street Journal, CNN, and MTV. Her book, The Financial Mindset Fix, A Mental Fitness Program for an Abundant Life, was just released by Sounds True in July of 2021, and it was featured in Forbes, U.S. Weekly, Life and Style, Women's Health, and more. So again, Joyce, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Great, great. Well, I always like getting to know a little bit more about my guests. So tell us about how you got to where you are today and how you discovered that this truly is your passion in life. Absolutely. Well, I'm a Buckeye. I'm from Ohio. And when I was an undergrad, I attended the Ohio State University. The Ohio State. We know it is. is. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I loved it there, by the way. Just a huge university with tons of energy, tons of diversity and people from all over the world. 
And I didn't know what I wanted to study. And I was so grateful that they had a program for undecided majors that really encouraged the students to study what we love. Okay. And I was so interested in our psychology and how we process our emotions and our relationships and the deeper connections between us and the world around us. Mm -hmm. And I quickly learned that if I wanted to not be a waitress forever, that I would need (laughs) to get a master's degree. Mm -hmm. And that brought me to the Chicago area. I attended the Northwestern University Mm -hmm. and it was there that I felt that I found my people. Mm -hmm. Counselors are people who care about the deeper things in life Mm -hmm. and want to be of service and Mm -hmm. be part of the greater good in the world. And I found there that I received a language and a lens through which to understand myself, Mm -hmm. my life, the world around me. And I've found my work as a psychotherapist to be profoundly rewarding. Mm. It is deep and high honor to work so intimately with clients, Mm -hmm. to get to know them and to support them in their healing and recovery Mm -hmm. and empower them to thrive personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. And one of the greatest blessings of being a therapist is reaping the wisdom from my amazing clients and their life experiences. Mm -hmm. And so through that, I became really passionate about destigmatizing mental health issues Mm -hmm. I myself was afraid when I was in graduate school that my professors would see that I deal with anxiety mm-hmm. and that they'd be like, you can't be a therapist. because right. No, no. Mm-hmm. Right. But we all have issues. Right. Mm-hmm. Part of being a human being, mm-hmm. I think we all deal with whether it's stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, relationship issues, mm-hmm. we're impacted by substance abuse or addiction mm-hmm. in our families. And I believe in no shame, no stigma. Mm-hmm. Our mental health is a normal response mm-hmm. to our nature and our nurture and mm-hmm. help is available and effective. Mm-hmm. So I started a business called Urban Balance, mm-hmm. which is an insurance-friendly counseling practice. Ah. I really wanted there to mm-hmm. be therapy to be accessible and affordable. Mm-hmm. I think it should be like going to the dentist or the right. doctor. Right. We have no problem going to the dentist or the doctor. Why shouldn't it be just as easy to... to deal with your mental health. Exactly. Exactly. I think seeing a therapist is like seeing a personal trainer for your Mm -hmm. mind and your relationships. And so by accepting insurance, it makes it more affordable for clients. Mm -hmm. And the business grew very quickly. And I made a thousand mistakes. There was a period where I went through cash flow hell and I Mm -hmm. lost my business partner which was really a scary, dark time. Mm -hmm. But I was able, along with my leadership team, to turn the ship around Mm -hmm. and to successfully sell Urban Balance to Refresh Mental Health Mm -hmm. a few years ago. And I started the business with $500, 50,000 of student loans. Mm -hmm. It was one point that I put a lien on my home. And I was able to successfully Mm -hmm. sell the company Mm -hmm. when it was grossing over $5 million a year for more than I thought I would make in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I did that by taking lessons I learned through my clients and my clinical Mm -hmm. practice about the psychology of money. Mm. I became really interested in my practice about how I noticed that as clients made progress in therapy, Mm -hmm. whether we were talking about depression or anxiety Mm -hmm. or relationship issues, they started to earn more money. Right. They started to get raises and promotions Mm -hmm. and started their own businesses. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why is this happening? Mm -hmm. We're not even talking about this. Mm -hmm. 
And it's because we're always working on their underlying self-esteem and Mm self-worth. And as they started to feel better about themselves, Mm -hmm. they started to put themselves out in the world with more confidence, Mm -hmm. aligning their unique Mm -hmm. gifts with a need in the world, Mm -hmm. being more assertive and negotiating and thinking bigger. Mm -hmm. And so I began to share what I learned from my clients and through my own entrepreneurial journey in a keynote talk called The Psychology of Success. Mm. And that became very popular. I, I, I've given it for Fortune 500 companies, mm-hmm. for universities, business schools, therapist organizations. Mm-hmm. And that's what led me to write my book because I really want to share this message with others. Mm-hmm. I want to remove the shame and stigma from mm-hmm. mental health issues and mm-hmm. financial struggle. Of course, with the pandemic, that's been a global oh. trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's wreaked financial mm-hmm. and mental health havoc. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that my book is really going to help people recover mm-hmm. and prosper. Right. Well, and you know, we've all heard the saying that money is the root of all evil. I think in so many cases, it's the root of all of our problems. You know, we're not making enough. So we get depressed. We're not getting the promotions, the, the whatever, you know, all of those things. And, and so we get stressed, you know, all of those various things. And, you know, it's, it really is one of those things where it is kind of the, the hand in the glove. You have to fix one in order to fix the other. And, you know, it's not like you can say, okay, you're now going to make $100,000. That would be nice. Wouldn't that be great? Yes. Um, but, you know, it's, I'm sure that there's lots of things that you deal with where you're talking to people about, the value, and it's kind of a weird word to, to use in this, but the value that they place on money. I think so many times we have the the wrong expectations. You know, we think, well, we we have to we have to be living up to everybody else's expectations is maybe the the easiest way to put it. You know, whether it's our it starts obviously with our parents and then and then you know siblings, friends, spouses, the neighbors. I mean, all of those things when. You know, what are our own expectations and, and realistic expectations? Oh my gosh, Deb, you totally get it. I'm you, so good. You are so good. <laughs> oh my goodness. You totally get it. And you said a few things that I'd really like to mm-hmm. expand on. The first you said was money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. And I think many of us have been taught through maybe cultural or religious beliefs that money is bad. Mm-hmm. And in therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy, our thoughts precede our emotions and our behaviors. Mm -hmm. And so if we, if we believe in our core that money is bad, Mm -hmm. we may be unconsciously pushing it away. Right. And so what I believe what, and what my book is about is that just like you said, this is about financial health Mm -hmm. and wellness. This is not about greed. This Mm -hmm. is about having financial peace, Mm -hmm. being able to pay your bills, being able to help others. Mm -hmm. I found through my own experience that as I've, as when you have more, you can help more, right? You can provide jobs, you Mm -hmm. can give to charities, you have the luxury of being able to volunteer. Mm -hmm. You can be a philanthropist. And so we want to be aware of the belief systems that we've learned from Mm -hmm. our earlier life experiences or our family of families of origin Mm -hmm. about money. Right. So my dad grew up in the great depression. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of fear about scarcity. Mm -hmm. And throughout my childhood, he was 
working in the automotive industry mm-hmm. and it was the the recession of the 80s. Ooh, and so mm-hmm. he was unemployed for mm-hmm. much of my childhood mm-hmm. and had tremendous financial anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I seemed to inherit that. And so I noticed you mentioned the $100,000 mm-hmm. comment. And so I'd like to share a story with you. When I first started graduate school on the first day, the professor joked and said, well, you certainly wouldn't come into the field of psychology for the money. And I was like, uh-oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> because I just signed $50,000 of student loans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how am I going to pay this back? How, mm-hmm. am gonna, how am I going to support myself? So many students have that concern today. Mm-hmm. And so When I first graduated, the starting salary for a therapist in Chicago was $18,000 a year. It was in the mid nineties. And Chicago ain't a cheap place to live. It is not. That is basically just above the poverty, Mm -hmm. poverty level. And so I um, heard of a student that had made 25,000. So I set that as my benchmark Mm -hmm. and I was able to secure a job making 25,000. After a couple of years, I realized that was really also difficult to live on. Mm-hmm. And I heard of people making $35,000 hey. a year in mm-hmm. EAP. So I got a job making $35,000, mm-hmm. but no more. Mm-hmm. Then a few years later, I started my private practice and I met with my friend, Steve. Mm-hmm. And Steve said, Joyce, how much money do you want to make? Mm-hmm. And I was a new mom and I really needed to contribute along Mm -hmm. with my husband to Mm -hmm. pay our mortgage. Mm -hmm. And so I said, well, I'd love to make $60,000 a -hmm. year. And he said, Ooh, gross 60. I want to make over a hundred. And I said, well, do you think that's possible? Mm -hmm. And he said, of course that's possible. Mm -hmm. That year I made 60 and Mm -hmm. Steve made over a hundred. So I'm like, oh my gosh, am I setting my own ceilings with self-limiting Yeah, did I limit myself? Mm -hmm. And I really believe that to be true. Mm -hmm. Steve, by the way, went on to win Oprah's uh, favorite things. He was on One Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been an extremely successful entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So I started to really work on my psychology of money. Mm -hmm. My own therapist said to me, Joyce, she said, what does money mean to you? Mm -hmm. What do you think of when Mm -hmm. I say the word money? Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'd accrued enormous debt with my Mm -hmm. business trying to keep it afloat. And I said, oh, money is stress. Scary. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she mm-hmm. said, well, no wonder you make it go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so we have to change our, our thinking. So mm-hmm. I started to think money is a resource for me to take care of myself and my loved ones mm-hmm. and the world around me. And I'm deserving of that mm-hmm. resource. And it, it really took that catastrophe where basically as my business grew, because we're insurance friendly, mm-hmm. the more money was outstanding in insurance claims. Right. It's yeah. There's there's a lot of things that's just floating out there. Absolutely. And so we ran into a pickle where we, even though we were doing a lot of business, the cash flow wasn't mm-hmm. quite making it, mm-hmm. and so we had to pay payroll and mm-hmm. rent. And I would lay awake at night with oh. insomnia, and mm-hmm. I had panic attacks. Mm-hmm. It was incredibly stressful. My business partner, who was one of my best friends, uh, left suddenly because mm-hmm. of the stress mm-hmm. and a bunch of our staff left mm-hmm. and clients left. And I really thought I'd have to file business bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. 
And it was then that I personally went through a transformation. Mm -hmm. And that was one of humility. Instead of saying to my team, like, okay, it's okay. I've got this. I'll Mm -hmm. figure it out. I said, I am so sorry. I have messed up and Mm -hmm. I need help. Mm -hmm. And once I did that, it it shifted my whole life. I felt like instead of being alone, I had support Mm -hmm. and help came out of the woodwork from everyone, from my family, my friends, Mm -hmm. my leadership team, even my neighbors said, Mm -hmm. Joyce, you need a business valuation. And I didn't even know what that was. Mm -hmm. And so I went and met with the CPA. Mm -hmm. I handed him my QuickBooks file. I was in tears. Mm -hmm. I thought he would tell me that my business model didn't work Mm -hmm. and that I'd have to file bankruptcy. And that basically you were a horrible person. Horrible. Mm -hmm. I had so much shame and embarrassment Mm -hmm. about it and was really scared. And Mm -hmm. that's what prevented me from seeking help sooner, which Mm -hmm. is really an aspect of ego Mm -hmm. and something that I want to share with people that Mm -hmm. it's so important to get that consultation and support Mm -hmm. up front. I think we all need a personal and Mm -hmm. professional board of advisors. Mm -hmm. And so he looked at my numbers and he said, Joyce, your business model truly works. You Mm -hmm. just need the proper lending and I can help you. Mm -hmm. And he, of course, also helped me make some other tweaks and making sure that my marketing and my management and things like that were to scale with Mm -hmm. the business and was able to successfully Mm -hmm. turn it around. And um, he said, what's your exit plan? And I said, exit plan. I don't have that. Uh (laughs) I don't have that. You're still trying to get in the front door. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I really had learned that I was sort of the accidental entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I wanted to help people, but Mm -hmm. suddenly I had this company with over a hundred therapists and, you know, a lot of responsibility. And not the training to go with that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I decided I really wanted to exit the business to kind of get my liability off the table Mm -hmm. to cash in, you know, kind of my nest egg. Mm -hmm. And and to be able to pursue my speaking and writing, which mm-hmm. I've become so passionate about, and to share what I've learned mm-hmm. from over 20 years of counseling. Mm-hmm. And so with his help, I was able to hire a broker. We had mm-hmm. 50 offers and or sorry, 50 50 prospective buyers and mm-hmm. eight offers. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've written about how to select a buyer. I have mm-hmm. some of those articles on my LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy writing about the psychology of money and my mental wealth blog Mm -hmm. on psychology today. Mm -hmm. And of course, with my new book coming out, that's, that's my biggest Mm -hmm. mission uh, to to share about the financial Mm -hmm. mindset fix. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and, and money really is so confusing because, you know, when we're little, we are taught now you can't be greedy. Don't be greedy. And, and, and it doesn't even, you know, always pertain to money. It's like, don't eat that second piece of cake. Don't be greedy about it. Um, but yeah, we, we are taught don't be greedy. And and especially for those of us who are older, my mom um, was in the depression also. And and so, you know, and, and, you know, I swear she's got, you know, every dollar she ever made somewhere. Um, and, you know, so that's, but that's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, the way that, that, that they had to survive. But, you know, we were taught, you know, don't be greedy, you know, it's, it's bad. It's bad. But at the same point, we're looking at our peers, the people on TV, whoever, who are wealthy. 
Um, yeah, and and you know whether it's extravagantly wealthy, which you know I look at people and I'm like, I'm sorry, why do you need a house that has 18 bathrooms? Um, you know, because then my next thought is, oh my God, cleaning 18 bathrooms, right? And and the rational part of me says, you you dimwit, you'd have somebody to do that for you if you had 18 bathrooms, but you know it's so I I don't think many of us want to be the phenomenally wealthy. Um, no. We, but we do want to be comfortable. And then it comes into what is comfort? You know, what is, you know, do you, and, and, you know, it, we've got the other saying, you know, keeping up with the Joneses where, you know, the neighbor buys a new car. Oh, we better buy a new car. Um, you know, they, the neighbor plants a bunch of new pretty plants. Uh, uh, we better go buy a, a bunch of new pretty plants. Um, our friends, our siblings, you know, they, they get promoted. Well, we better get promoted too. And it becomes this perpetual rat race. When really we were just as happy in, you know, the, the little place on the corner, not having to stress over things. Oh my gosh. You brought up another set of really awesome points and the idea of greed mm-hmm. um, comes from the scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. And that is that there's not enough resources for mm-hmm. all of us. So if one of us takes more, that means less for others. Right. So think about the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Right. When everybody went out and bought toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then it threw the whole system out of whack because everyone was having a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. An abundance mindset, which is what I talk about in my book, mm-hmm. is the belief that there's enough love and mm-hmm. resources, money, mm-hmm. you know, for all of us. Right. And, and by some of us having more, it doesn't mean that others will have less. Mm-hmm especially if we are working toward the greater good. Mm -hmm. So I talk about conscious capitalism, Mm -hmm. earning your money in a way that does no harm, that Mm -hmm. is ethical, that is conscious of the environment, Mm -hmm. uh, is a win-win for your employees, for your clients, Mm -hmm. that you're doing compassionate business. Mm -hmm. And you also brought up um, the idea of competition with others. Mm -hmm. And that's related to ego. Mm-hmm. And I talk in my book about how healthy self-esteem is midway between diva and doormat. Right. Mm-hmm. So the diva and dudes can be divas too. Mm-hmm. Diva is somebody who's kind of grandiose and, mm-hmm. and entitled and not mm-hmm. respectful of other people's boundaries. Mm-hmm. And financially, they might live beyond their means. Mm-hmm. So right. they want to flash all their stuff mm-hmm. and and they're not really grounded in reality mm-hmm. their financial reality and so they're they're overspending mm-hmm. and then you've got the doormat which is somebody who doesn't advocate for themselves mm-hmm. and and you're right that those beliefs about being greedy or mm-hmm. i think as women myself i was taught to be a good girl to be mm-hmm. a people pleaser mm-hmm. you know to not be an imposition mm-hmm. and women are still dealing with mm-hmm. the the pay gap, the gender mm-hmm. pay gap, right. mm-hmm. 79 cents on the dollar of what men earn. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be assertive and negotiate. Mm-hmm. And so doormats are not respectful of their own boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I provide a lot of practical tools and tips and takeaways mm-hmm. and proven strategies from mm-hmm. psychology to find that happy medium mm-hmm. of healthy self-esteem. Right where you're, you value yourself, mm-hmm. you value your, your gifts and your strengths, mm-hmm. but you're also aware that none of us is perfect. We mm-hmm. all have issues. Mm-hmm. We all have stuff that we need to work on. And you're also respectful of others. Mm-hmm. And you, 
operate in a collaborative way Mm -hmm. so that you are taking care of yourself, but you're also supporting others. You're Mm -hmm. mentoring others. You're lifting others up. Mm -hmm. And I believe when we live a greater life, we are able to lift other people Mm -hmm. up. We serve as a lighthouse, a model, Mm -hmm. an example. And so I think that it it really is about being of service Mm -hmm. and it's not about materialism. You're absolutely right. That stuff doesn't make us happy. Mm -hmm. It Susie Orman, the financial Mm -hmm. expert said Mm -hmm. that she noticed in her practice that self-worth leads to net worth, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't work the other way around. Right. So we all know people with gobs of money Mm -hmm. who are not, you know, are horribly unhappy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so what I am teaching in my book is how to cultivate an abundant life. Mm -hmm. And and an abundant life is one that includes mental well-being, Mm -hmm. physical health, Mm -hmm. loving, connected relationships, Mm -hmm. work-life balance, because most of us are dealing with overwork Mm -hmm. and burnout Mm -hmm. and also financial prosperity. So I have, it's, it's a program with that's step-by-step with 12 mindsets that I've identified that are empirically supported to Mm -hmm. promote positive mental health and financial Mm -hmm. prosperity. And so it, I have journaling exercises. Some of them are where I have you imagine that you're coming into my office for a therapy session. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking you some thought provoking questions Mm -hmm. to get your wheels turning Mm -hmm. for self-reflection and insight because we all unconsciously recreate what's familiar mm-hmm. until we become aware and we choose something better. Right. And I help people restructure their negative mm-hmm. thinking and know that more is available to mm-hmm. them. And so, yeah, it's not about keeping up with the Joneses or mm-hmm. having more stuff. It's about being aligned with mm-hmm. that deeper self within mm-hmm. and your purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And really having the courage and the the vulnerability to put yourself out in Mm -hmm. the world in in a bigger way. When you're Mm -hmm. a business owner or business leader or a speaker or a writer, that takes courage Mm -hmm. to put yourself out in the world. And so I want to empower people Mm -hmm. to to do that. That's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things as a therapist Mm -hmm. is to mirror back to people all that's Mm -hmm. beautiful and amazing and special Mm -hmm. about them. And to support them and believe in them that they can they can live mm-hmm. their best life. It mm-hmm. is available, but we need to learn resilience. Mm-hmm. And resilience is the ability to move through challenges. Mm-hmm. And of course, the past year and a half has been enormously challenging. Oh, oh yes. Mm-hmm. The research showed that before the pandemic, a third of adults and 25%, I'm sorry, a third of millennials and mm-hmm. 25% of adults were dealing with financial trauma mm-hmm. at a level that met, met the criteria for post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic just added fuel to right. fire. Mm-hmm. So people who had closed businesses, dealing with unemployment, mm-hmm. who maybe are concerned about foreclosure mm-hmm. or needing to short sale their home. Mm -hmm. Those are all financial traumas that have Mm -hmm. mental health implications. Mm -hmm. So when we have financial stress, a normal response is to have depression, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people turn to substance abuse. Mm -hmm. 
we have symptoms of trauma Mm -hmm. that might impair our sleeping. We might have Mm -hmm. muscle tension. We might Mm -hmm. have physical health. Right. You might have ulcers. I mean, all those various things, all of those things. And then if our mental health is poor, that makes it more difficult for us to do well and at our jobs and and to earn money. So Mm -hmm. it it is this horrible downward spiral. Absolutely. So I think a lot of times people think about mental health as mental illness Mm -hmm. And thinking about people being in crisis or being crazy or Mm -hmm. something like that. And really, like I said, I think we all deal with mental Mm -hmm. health challenges and that's normal. Mm -hmm. But when we promote positive mental health, Mm -hmm. like coping skills Mm -hmm. and our emotional intelligence, our ability to manage our own Mm -hmm. emotions effectively and to be compassionate and empathic to other people's emotions, that's going to serve us well in Mm -hmm. business. And so I help people with practical tools in Mm -hmm. my book, also develop a vision for their business. Mm -hmm. I believe when you find a a Mm win-win-win, you know, a business model that serves you, your clients and your staff, Mm -hmm. and that the universe is going to support that. And and I really encourage people to think big, again, Mm -hmm. not setting your own ceilings, because Mm -hmm. I've noticed in my practice, so many people say, oh, I could never do that. Right. So I, I challenge people. A lot of times my clients will say that they're going for a promotion mm-hmm. and I'll ask them, well, do you think you're going to get it? And many times people will be humble and they'll say, right. oh, you know, probably not. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of tough competition and I'm not quite ready. Mm-hmm. So they've and kind of sealed their fate before they ever tried. You should be a therapist, Deb. I, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's it's mm-hmm. self-fulfilling prophecy. So I'll say, well, then you probably won't. Mm-hmm. And they're usually kind of taken aback because right. I like to be a warm, fuzzy kind of mm-hmm. therapist. But but you're exactly right. If mm-hmm. we don't believe in ourselves, how the heck is somebody else going right. to believe in us? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it is it's it it is so complicated because you know we're not saying that you can't have the fancy house house and the big you know the 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 fancy cars and all of those things i think a big part of it is being practical about it i mean you know if if you know if you're if you're mortgaged to the hilt you know if you're so worried that one paycheck if you miss one paycheck you're going to go bankrupt well then you know you need to have now you know clearly there's there's extremes on on either end, um, but you know if you're the the average person that that really has taken out a you know a bunch of debt just to have the big house, the fancy cars, all of those things, then that's what you need to rethink. If you've earned enough that you're covering that and you're not worried about it, then go for it. I mean, you know, that's okay. Yes. It's about finding that financial piece. Mm -hmm. So I have a wheel exercise. I have a lot of wheel exercises Mm -hmm. in my book that I'm excited about. And one of them is the financial health wheel. Ah, mm -hmm. So each spoke of the wheel is a different aspect of our financial health. Mm -hmm. And I invite readers to measure how they're doing Mm -hmm. on each area. And it helps us identify Mm -hmm. our areas of strength. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you're doing a good job Mm -hmm. with saving or Mm -hmm. investing. Right. Maybe you're not doing a good job with meeting with financial planners Mm -hmm. or with negotiating at Mm -hmm. work. And so I help you identify what are your areas that you can improve Mm -hmm. on and then give practical steps and Mm -hmm. tools to do that. Mm -hmm. 
Right. You know, and, and it is, especially if it's conversations with a spouse, with a business partner, all of those, I mean, those are very, very difficult conversations. Um, you know, and, and I think a lot of times, especially as women, we, you know, we, we, we give in, it's like, Oh, okay. Okay. You know, we'll back to, you know, you were saying before we're, we're pleasers. And so, you know, it might be that we don't want the big house or we do want the big house, um, you know, and, and, but, but we'll say, oh, 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 honey, it's whatever you want, um, you know, and, and things like that, um, you know, and, and then we do, when we, when we really start comparing ourselves to others, that's where, you know, the, the trouble comes in. Um, I remember years ago, many years ago, <clears throat> when I had my 10th high school reunion. Now, mind you, I had a graduating class, you're going to die, of 32 my, oh my high, yes, my high school graduating class was 32. So, you know, we're getting ready. It's 16 boys, 16 girls. It was really, oh, that's you know, amazing. I know when we walked in, you know, for graduation, but, um, but you know, we're, we're getting together and, uh, you know, as you can imagine, I was one of the people in charge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of um, and so, you know, we're, I'm uh, talking with uh, the other person that I'm working with and, and, you know, we're thinking of the awards, you know, cause you always give awards at reunions who came the furthest, who has the most kids, yada, yada, yada. And she wanted to give the, who is the most successful award. Now, even at 28, I went, no, 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 no. (laughs) Good for you. Well, and and I said, how is that defined? And for her, it truly was who's making the most money. Right. And, and, and I, you know, and I said, and how do we know that? (laughs) You know, are we going to ask? And, and I said, you know, the, the, the stay at home mom who has four kids, might actually be the most successful because I, she's successful in her own head. And the person who is making a quarter of a million is absolutely miserable. Um, you know, and, and then it, it really drove home when, you know, we, we actually managed to track down, I think almost everybody, um, you know, when there's only 32 it's, and, and you still are, you know, a lot of people in the same place, it's pretty easy. And I remember there was one person who, um, you know, and, and I had known this, this gentleman from kindergarten, all the way through and um, you know, g- got his information from his mom. Now he was at that point, a captain for an airline. So a, a, a pilot, you know, at the, at the highest level. And he said, oh, but just put, put down that I work in the baggage department. And I went, mm-hmm. interesting. And, and, and he said, nobody will believe that I'm a pilot. And I felt so bad. And, and I said, oh, no, 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 you might want to downplay, but I ain't gonna. (laughs) And, um, and, you know, now he's an international pilot. I mean, extremely, you know, does, does what I should, you know, here I'm putting my own, you know, I I think he's doing very well, but I mean, yeah, that the, the whole self-esteem and financial, I mean, all of those things. And, and they really do get tied up, especially when we go back to our, our old friends, our old, you know, it's, it's just very strange how all of a sudden we can go from being happy, healthy with where we are to ew, <laughs> you know, really quickly. Absolutely. I think we compare our insides to other people's outsides. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at social media mm-hmm. or how people appear to be mm-hmm. doing, sometimes we feel inadequate in mm-hmm. comparison. Right. But we don't know that. Or we feel about. really good. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. That's hilarious. So, yes. And I think that we do need to redefine 
success, Mm -hmm. that success is not just about financial success Mm -hmm. and money. We need to have a holistic Mm -hmm. definition of success that includes mental wellness, physical Mm -hmm. health, connected relationships, Mm -hmm. work-life balance, joy, happiness, Mm -hmm. spiritual Mm well-being, all of that, and and financial wellness. Mm -hmm. And then as far as women, that's something I'm really passionate Mm -hmm. about because I have noticed in my practice that you know, as women, we're told our whole life that we're not good at math. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so many, uh, many of us fear finance, finances, mm-hmm. money seems scary, mm-hmm. or it seems complex, mm-hmm. or we're told we that just don't want to do it. And so I've seen in a lot of the couples that I've counseled that are male, female, mm-hmm. that oftentimes there can be a a power imbalance Mm -hmm. if the woman is not financially literate. Mm -hmm. So if she doesn't understand the bank accounts or Mm -hmm. the, 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 the investment statements or the investment strategy Mm -hmm. or their, their plan for retirement, or there isn't financial transparency. Mm -hmm. So she does maybe doesn't even know how much money they have or Mm -hmm. don't have. um, That's really not a good situation. So I really encourage Mm -hmm. everyone to have financial literacy and to promote that mm-hmm. in our children at early ages mm-hmm. and then to empower ourselves to be assertive and collaborative in our partnerships mm-hmm. and have regular communication about money like you mentioned in our personal partnerships mm-hmm. and also business partnerships and to be transparent there's also financial infidelity that mm-hmm. occurs a lot right. in couples mm-hmm. or even in business partnerships mm-hmm. And so those are all issues that tools from psychology mm-hmm. can help people resolve. Mm-hmm. Right. And with the the definition of success being just around money, what is happening right now in the world is a World Health Organization study just came out that 785,000 people died last year mm-hmm. from overwork and burnout. Wow. And and it's staggering. So that's approaching a million people. Yes. And it's in, they're saying that it, it that's for people who work 55 hours a week or more. Mm-hmm. And when I give my corporate trainings, which over the pandemic, I've been giving mental health awareness mm-hmm. trainings and promoting positive mental mm-hmm. health and resilience for global companies. Mm-hmm. And I've had some companies hire me to talk about work-life balance because mm-hmm. the, everyone's stressed out with mm-hmm. the constant change and uncertainty from the pandemic. And one company said, we want you to help our staff with work-life balance, but we don't want you to tell them to work less because we need them to work 80 to 100 hours per week. Holy cow. Totally unhealthy, mm-hmm. not good. But they're and not th- commuting. <laughs> right, right. And actually the studies show that people mm-hmm. working from home actually have been working more hours, right. and mm-hmm. more productive, yeah. mm-hmm. but it that puts the onus on us as employees to to create some structure Mm -hmm. to our day, to plan for Mm self-care and accessing support, to set healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. with with work, to unplug from technology, Mm -hmm. to practice mindfulness, Mm -hmm. to connect with our loved ones so that we don't burn out. Mm -hmm. And so my book also provides a lot of strategies for that, Mm -hmm. that type of balance and holistic wellness. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's especially hard when you're the business owner. Because you're thinking, you, you are thinking about your business a lot. Um, yes. You know, 
24 hours a day, almost, it seems like, right? You even yes. dream about it. Um, yeah. And we do think, oh, I'm, I'm just going to send this one email. I know it's 10 o'clock at night, but I'm still going to send it, um, you know, and, and setting boundaries. And I remember it's it's been, oh gosh, 25-ish years since I started my business and, and you know, became home-based. And, you know, the first year I did, I about killed myself because I was 24-7, seven days a week, you know, and, and just in attending every meeting I could possibly go to. I mean, all these various things. And after a year, I thought, I can't do this. I cannot keep this up. And so then I prioritized, okay, was I going to say that networking event because it was a good program? Okay. That's a good reason. Just to get out of the house, eh, maybe not a good reason. Um, you know, was I, you know, wanting to have chicken for the fifth time that week? Eh, you, know, um, you know, to see my friends or to network. I mean, all. The, so, what was the priority? And of course, the pandemic forced us to do a lot of that. But I also had to have that conversation with my clients because they thought, well, she's home. So I can call her on a Sunday morning, or I can expect that she's going to respond to my email at midnight on Thursday night. And, and of course, time zones make things even more complicated. But, um, you know, and, and I told them, you know, I, I sat all my clients down and, and it was it came to money. And you're going to love this because what I told them was I pretty much work eight to five. At that point, it was mountain time, mountain time. If you want something at, at, on the, the um, Monday through Friday. So I was real specific about it. I said, I keep regular office hours, Monday to Friday, eight to five. If you need something outside those hours, of course, I am more than happy to help. However, my hourly rate doubles. And they all went okie dokie. <laughs> Brilliant. And, I yeah, love I mean, that. They just, and, and there are times where there are emergencies. And yes, I'm responding to emails at 10 o'clock at night, but I, lo- I, I know, okay, you know, if I, if I start responding at 10 o'clock at night, then they're going to expect it. So, you know, there's, you can save them as drafts, you know, all of those various things, because yeah, you think, oh, I want to, I would remember to do this or, you know, all those things. But yeah, when it came back to money, they all went, all righty then, um, you know, and, and so then they were more than happy to wait. And, you know, and, and I mentioned time zones. I mean, I had, when I moved here, so I'm in Eastern time zone and I had a client in California. So, you know, that's a major time difference. And they were expecting me to work at 6.30 at night, my time, because of course it was 3.30 for them. I've had that too. Yeah. And I, I had the, what we call the come to Jesus meeting. And, and I said, you don't expect me to work at 6.30 my time, and I won't expect you to work at 4.30 a.m. your time. And that got them too. <laughs> you know, they were like, Good okay, fine. You. Now, you know, obviously, you know, it's, it, it, you, you do have to adapt um, and say, okay, if it's an emergency. And so I tell my clients, you know, if it is an emergency, you call because that's what will get my attention. Um, you know, and, and I say, but you know, the, everything else, you know, it waits. And, and they really did figure out, oh, yeah. Um, but I have to try, try to keep those boundaries myself, too. Um, you know, but if I know I'm going to be working, you know, nine o'clock at night, then I might take a nap in the afternoon. You know, I like my naps. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm still kind of only working the same number of hours. They're just weird hours. Yes, you're creating balance and you're taking responsibility mm-hmm. for your own self-care and wellness. Mm-hmm. And 
Dr. Phil said, we teach people how to treat us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so by being assertive, it it really starts with self, self care, Mm -hmm. self love. I could, I could burn myself out or. Yes. And, and I've been burnt out as well, and it takes a lot to recover. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, I had to learn what you learned, Mm -hmm. which was that you have to create those boundaries Mm -hmm. for yourself, whether it's time Mm -hmm. boundaries or financial boundaries, Mm -hmm. and you can express those to others in a way that's honest and diplomatic and clear Mm -hmm. and people respect you for it. And, and otherwise you're veering into doormat. Mm -hmm. And you're going to cause yourself to become exhausted mm-hmm. and burnt out and maybe mm-hmm. even resentful right. or physically or mentally unwell. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I became burnt out, I, I discovered meditation mm-hmm. and yoga, which mm-hmm. is meditation with movement, which are both mindfulness practices mm-hmm. that really help you calm your mind and body and mm-hmm. get centered in the here and now, because many of us spend time either ruminating about the Mm -hmm. past or worrying about the future, especially as business owners. Mm -hmm. And we need to learn how to kind of pause and reboot Mm -hmm. and get re-centered and kind of let go Mm -hmm. and focus on the here and now Mm -hmm. and focus on our own wellness. And I like yoga because as you're breathing and you're doing the poses, Mm -hmm. you can't think about your business. You can't right, think right. About because you else. have to focus on not falling over. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so it, you get a break from yourself mm-hmm. and your thoughts in some ways, and it, it fosters resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for each of us to have some wellness practice, mm-hmm. maybe it's for you, maybe it's gardening, maybe mm-hmm. it's artwork, maybe it's, you know, prayer. Wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in moderation. Moderation. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, I just think that's, that's a really important message that I want to share with people. Mm -hmm. And my book really is my baby. Mm -hmm. I put my heart and soul in it. Mm -hmm. I share a lot of my personal story in a really Mm -hmm. vulnerable way, because I want to share with people the lessons that I learned. So Mm -hmm. to save, save you the pain Mm -hmm. of those experiences. Mm -hmm. And then I share really inspirational, amazing stories from my clients. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just chock full of tips and takeaways mm-hmm. to help you personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. It, it My book is also used as a corporate wellness program. Mm-hmm. It's going to help you with your finances, your relationships, mm-hmm. and your relationship with yourself, mm-hmm. with a, which really sets the tone right. for everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If you're not honest with yourself, then you can't be honest with anybody um, because you're so busy, you know, trying to be that hamster on that wheel that, you know, and, and that is where we have burnout. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, and, and I, I think the pandemic, you know, yes, it's horrible and awful from the loss of lives and, and the, the sickness. And, you know, we certainly don't wish people to have lost their businesses, but there was good and there was bad. Um, you know, the good for me was figuring out, you know, I really don't need to do those in-person networking events. You know, they take yeah. three-ish hours out of out of every day. And I, you know, now my big thing is, and I'd have to put on shoes. Um, yes. But, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, was I going just to see the people, just to have the food? Now, I tell you, Atlanta caterers, 
good stuff. Um, you know, anybody who caters down in the South, it's really good stuff, you know, and you usually need to diet afterwards. But, um, you know, and, and, and I really miss the people. I'm, I'm, I'm clearly a social butterfly, but I, I, so I miss seeing the people, but I don't miss the, the getting, getting ready for it, the driving, ugh, Atlanta driving, um, you know, the, the, the programs were always good, um, you know, and, and so I miss those, but, you know, I, when I sat down and thought about it and thought, have I lost business in the last 18 months because I'm not going to those? No. You know, so, okay, so either I wasn't working those right, which is highly possible, or it just wasn't where I was supposed to be. And, and you know, and, and so there's that. But, you know, I, I think, you know, as you said, you know, we've got a lot of people working from home now who never had to. So they are working more. I mean, I think every person I have talked to who used to be in an office and now are, are home, they've all to a person said they work more. And some of it is just, you know, okay, I've, I've <coughs> used that extra hour that I commuted to do more work time. My husband uses that hour to exercise. <coughs> so that's good. But, you know, but, but I think they are thinking, oh, you know, my work computer's there. I could probably check my email right before I go to bed, you know, things like that. And, and so that's not good. But then, of course, we, the, one of the biggest stressors is the fact that many women in particular had to actually leave the workforce because all of a sudden they were school teachers. Yeah. And so, you know, now having to adjust back to that. And, and of course, the, the, the constant fear and threat is, you know, I'm sending my kids off to school, but I don't know that they're going to be able to stay. I mean, you know, the, the, the rates are going back up. So, you know, I might be homeschooling again tomorrow. Um, so that's, you know, that, the, I mean, you talk about stress, holy schmoly. Um, holy you know, and, and so that's just kind of one of those things where it's funny. My phone is telling us, telling me that I'm Zooming with you. <laughs> oh, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where it, the, the stresses of the pandemic, I mean, you know, let alone I could get sick, I could get die. I know people who are getting sick and who are dying. All of those other factors that came with the pandemic, I mean, the stress levels are just unbelievable. So what other tips do you have for people? Because we're still in very uncertain times. Am I going back into the office? Am I not going back into the office? Are my kids staying in school? Am my kids not staying in school? Yeah, I mean, all of those things. How in the heck do we deal with this? Yes, absolutely. You're you're completely right that we've had multiple stressors. We've had the, you know, constant uncertainty, transition and change. We've had, you know, political unrest and divide. Mm -hmm. We've had I live systemic, in Georgia. <laughs> yes. We've had systemic racism issues come to the forefront mm -hmm. which, you know, is tr triggering of trauma mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we've had, you know, um people worrying about their own health and safety mm -hmm. and the health and safety of loved ones, people dealing with tremendous loss, grief mm -hmm. and loss. There's been a huge re increase in depression, anxiety, mm -hmm. relationship conflict, substance abuse, domestic violence, mm -hmm. even child abuse. Mm -hmm. And you're absolutely right that for many women, even prior to the pandemic, women have been responsible for about 80% mm -hmm. of the child care and mm -hmm. the household responsibility mm -hmm. is on top of their jobs. Mm -hmm. And then with the kids e-learning or, 
you know, learning virtually from home, mm-hmm. it's it, just, as you said, required uh, mostly women to make tremendous sacrifices mm-hmm. in their careers. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, you're, you're reevaluating how you're working. And mm-hmm. right now we're going through what's called the great resignation mm-hmm. where 4 million people resigned from their jobs in April mm-hmm. alone. Right. And in the first quarter of this year, 1.1 million people started their own businesses mm-hmm. in the United States. So it's a time of great transformation. Mm-hmm. So my tips for moving through this are really every chapter of my book. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but my tips are self-love, mm-hmm. you know, to prioritize your mm-hmm. own self-care and well-being mm-hmm. and make sure that you're eating right, you're exercising, mm-hmm. you're sleeping, you're doing your hobbies you're paying attention to your energy levels, Mm -hmm. you're silencing your inner saboteur Mm -hmm. and relating to yourself as you would your, your own loving parent Mm -hmm. or your own best friend Mm -hmm. Um, self, the more stress we have, the more self-care we need, right? We really need to unplug Mm -hmm. from technology. We need to do some mindfulness Mm -hmm. practices and the more support we need. Mm -hmm. So we've had less support in the pandemic. So I really encourage people to reach out to loved ones, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure that you're connecting with your friends, your family, your community. When I give global corporate trainings, the most people say they're in need of emotional support Mm -hmm. and spiritual support. Right. And because there for a while, you couldn't even go to church. Exactly. And so, you know, I think learning how to ask for what you need. A lot mm-hmm. of us have barriers for asking for support. We mm-hmm. think that we're going to be in imposition. Maybe we fear mm-hmm. rejection. Maybe we don't mm-hmm. take the time. Mm-hmm. And of course, me being a therapist, I think we can all benefit from therapy. Mm-hmm. And now therapy is over telehealth. So right. you can have therapy mm-hmm. over HIPAA compliant platforms mm-hmm. and insurance is covering mm-hmm. it. Uh, therapists are busier than ever. I think that's mm-hmm. the silver lining of the mm-hmm. pandemic is that People are having mental health awareness mm-hmm. because we're right. all struggling in different mm-hmm. ways. They are reaching out, which is a very good thing. It is a very good thing. And I also talk in my book about detachment, which mm-hmm. is a mindfulness practice of separating from fear and anxiety mm-hmm. and, you know, really detaching from expectations. If we pin our hopes that everything's going to be normal in two mm-hmm. weeks, we're going to set ourselves up for disappointment. So we're not going back to the way it was in January of 2020. It's just not going to happen, folks. Get over it. (laughs) There's there's grief and loss. There's denial that comes Mm -hmm. with that. There's anger that comes Mm -hmm. with that. Right. And we do have to deal with those things. I mean, you know, I I flip, you know, was flipping saying, you know, get over it. We, but it's not, okay, now I'm over it. It's, we have to deal with that process, then move on. Practicing acceptance. Mm -hmm. And so I also encourage people to look at what you can control and what you can't control. Mm -hmm. And we can only control our own thoughts, our own emotions, Mm -hmm. choices, and behaviors. We can't control the pandemic, the Delta variant. Mm -hmm. We can't control other people, their thoughts, emotions, behaviors, and choices. Mm -hmm. And so we need to kind of hand that over Mm -hmm. and let that go and empower ourselves to focus on what we can. Mm -hmm. Right. So a, lo- a lot of times in therapy, mm-hmm. people spend a lot of time talking about their bosses or their mm-hmm. partners or their family members, but it's, we really have mm-hmm. to take responsibility right. for ourselves. Yeah. Right. A, a simple little example, uh, a friend of mine on Facebook was bemoaning the fact that it's all gloom and doom. 
you know, and, 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 and she said, I hate reading this. I hate seeing this, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and I, you know, I was like, oh, do I respond? Do I not respond? But she's somebody that I care about. And I said, you know, this is going to sound like a flip glib answer, but my answer is stop reading it. And, and I said, and I'm very serious about yes. that. If it upsets you to read it, don't read it. The world will go on if you don't go on Facebook and read every single comment, good and bad. I mean, you know, that's the thing. Or, you know, stop watching the news. Uh, you know, my my mom, you know, bless her. She she loves her her major news networks. And she would have them on 24 hours a day. And, you know, they, they I, I told her, I said, okay, they only have four stories. They just repeat them all the time. Yeah. And of course they're biased. You know, we yeah. all know that, you know, that, that they are biased, but she noticed that she was getting tenser and tenser and on her own. So bless her for this. She came up with this. Okay. I'm going to watch the news for an hour in the morning. Make sure the world didn't come to an end overnight. She said, and then I changed to the Hallmark channel. Oh. And, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And, you know, and then she watches her local news, you know, cause you want to see what's going on and, and things like that. But then, you know, she switched to the hallmark as she calls it. Um, and, she, you know, and, and she said, you know, of course you can fall asleep. You can wander off, you can do whatever. And it's still, it's, it is the hallmark channel, boy meets girl, boy marries girl, you know, yeah. and, and now they are, you know, they are kind of getting, you know, finally getting some, some well-needed diversity, but um, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> You just come back in and it's like, oh, okay, look. Um, And that alone made a huge difference. And, you know, so for people, I say, you know, turn the TV off, get off Facebook. And I make my living using Facebook. So, you know, I don't say that lightly, but, you know, take the walk, play with your cat, your kids, your dog, you know, all of those various things. If something is upsetting you, leave it. You know, you might have to go back to it. I mean, you know, we're not saying quit your job and do all those various things. But as you said, it's what can you control? Yes, that was such good advice. And I'm so glad for your mom. I My advice is to look at the news in the morning so you're informed. If you want to look again, you know, when you're done with your work day, but mm-hmm. not too close to bedtime. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yes. And no, no murder, icky store stories. No, you right. just have bad dreams, right? You want to fill yourself mm-hmm. with with things Mm -hmm. that are positive and Mm -hmm. relaxing and hopeful Mm -hmm. and the news is traumatizing Mm -hmm. and, and same thing with scrolling through social media, Mm -hmm. it fuels depression. Mm -hmm. You know, you can look a couple times a day, but Mm -hmm. definitely, like Mm -hmm. you said, taking time to don't compare yourself. You know, that's the other thing is they, you know, we've got the people who post the horrible, awful things, but for the most part, you know, we're, we might be glossing over those. So when you're comparing yourself, you know, the person might be posting that they got this brand new fancy car and you're thinking, oh, maybe I need a brand new fancy car. Well, they might've just taken out a loan that they can't afford to get the brand new fancy car. Yes. It's, it's an illusion. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we, I, we compare our insides to other people's outsides Mm -hmm. and a blessing of being a therapist is that I know that we all have our struggles. Mm -hmm. None of us is perfect. We Mm -hmm. all have our issues. And even if somebody looks like their life is fantastic on Mm -hmm. Facebook, they're they're dealing with stuff too. Mm -hmm. And so really honor your own strengths and Mm -hmm. learn how to take loving care of yourself, Mm -hmm. practice self-compassion. Like you said, take time for those simple Mm -hmm. things that bring you joy 
and take a break from the mm-hmm. toxicity. And in my in my book, I also talk about kind of reevaluating your relationships mm-hmm. and removing toxic relationships or setting different boundaries mm-hmm. and starting new relationships that lift you up or or fill you up. Right. I love it. I love it. Well, oh my gosh, we were all we're almost at the top of the hour, Joyce. So tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Thank you so much. So again, my name is Joyce Martyr and my website is JoyceMartyr.com, J-O-Y-C-E-M-A-R-T-E-R.com. And my book is The Financial Mindset Fix, and it's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Indie Books, Walmart, Target, you name it. I also have a webpage at financialmindsetfix.com. I'm on all social media as Joyce Martyr. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think of the book. And I'm, I would love to be a support and resource to anybody listening. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, this really has been a delightful conversation and hopefully helpful for people. Um, you know, and, and I think that the biggest thing, you know, my takeaway is that, you know, it's okay to say it's not okay. And really, if you need it, reach out. And there is nothing wrong with saying, I need help, you know, and, and whether it's that you truly need professional help, or that maybe you just need to go go over to those neighbors who, you know, you've been comparing yourself to and say, hey, can we have a cup of coffee? I just need to talk to somebody besides my cats, um, yes. you know, and, and um, you know, and, and, and be thinking about those things because y- you cannot help other people and you cannot be successful if you yourself aren't happy and healthy. So that's my biggest takeaways. Well said, Deb. I think you could have contributed significantly to my book. You, uh, you need to have- I haven't even read it yet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, know, I, so, I love it. Thing. I love it. <laughs> I love it well, too. You know, I just said my final words. Do you have any final thoughts for everyone? Well, I agree that I've, I've really enjoyed talking with you. It's been a delightful conversation. I just wish everybody peace and prosperity and to be gentle with yourselves and let me know if I can help in any way. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, I have been having a delightful conversation with Joyce Martyr. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.